2: Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the Automotive Parts Finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then, shop with confidence using Amazon's Part Finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized
3: recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.. Ron and
4: Anian. I keep a log of everything when I fix up a nightmare. I always keep the journal. This way when I'm 88 in the
5: nursing home, I can go I remember that. car doctor when you crank the car the fuel pressure oscillates Uh,
4: i'm sorry the fuel pressure what
5: it oscillates when you crank the vehicle the fuel pressure jumps around it goes from about 50 to about 30 as you crank the car
3: okay so that's a problem welcome to the radio home of ron and Anian, the car doctor since 1991 this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair if your mechanic's giving you a busy signal pick up the phone and call in the garage doors are open but
4: i am here to take your calls at 855 560 And now, here's Ronnie. There's a human element to auto repair. And it it's, I, I see it every week. And, you know, sometimes it's something I did. Sometimes it's something the, the consumer did, the vehicle owner did. And sometimes it's just, something happens. This week was no exception. It was kind of a rough week, I got to tell you. I'm a little banged up this week, and you'll know why in a minute. But... You know, there's a, um, if one thing auto repair has taught me, it's, it's. you know, it imitates life. It really does. It's it's just like cheap underwear. You never know when it's going to creep up on you. And it, it does. It does at the least opportune times, and it, it teaches you humility. And um, it, it's always glad to point out your mistakes, you know. I always think that I have to be perfect when I go into the shop. I do. I have to, you know, if I was a baseball player, nobody's coming to see me if I'm if I if I strike out or if I if I if I'm not perfect on that car. I've got to be 10 out of 10. I, there's just no getting away from it. Because nobody out there, nobody within the sounds of my voice, nobody that's ever listened to me is going to sit there and say, "I go to this mechanic. He's right about 3 out of 10 times, but I like him a lot. He's a great guy." It doesn't work like that. You've got to be right every time. And you can't make mistakes, and sometimes the mistakes aren't so much on a diagnosis, which you never want to make, but just in procedure. You know, it's the procedure that will will be your downfall if you're not careful. And I guess in looking back, I can say it is kind of funny um, when I think about this, and I'll tell you the story because it might make you laugh. And it's okay, you can laugh at me for this week because I probably deserve it for being a knucklehead. So... We had to put leaf springs, leaf spring shackles, in an 04 uh, Ford van this week. E150 Ford van. The, the the shackles tend to rot away. They you know they just don't hold up. And here's this 18 year old vehicle, and they, sure enough, they rotted away. And uh, you know the, the the really whimsical part is that the customer said, "Well, I was going to do this in my driveway," and I said, "Yeah, no, you're not doing that in your driveway. There's just no way, um, because I've done this job a hundred times before, and I you know every time the bolts are frozen in the in the leaf spring and um, you know, Danny even knows it. He, he he knows when he gets the parts, when we order parts for this. He knows automatically to go to the shelf because there's going to be bolts and nuts. I remember the first time we did this, he said, why'd you order the bolts? I said, why do you think? He goes, I don't know. He goes, you have your reasons. I said, yep. And sure enough, he went to the job and the bolts were frozen in the rubber bushings and you couldn't get them out and you had to cut them, you had to torch them and, you know, just cut the thing apart, which he's learned now. He knows if I order something, it's because I know we need it. It's, I'm not wasting time having to wait for the part to show up a second day. So, you know, this van was no exception. We put it up in the air and we always try, you know, we're we're, you know, we we're, we're like little kids, right? We have blind faith. We just sure those bolts will come out after 18 years sitting behind a a tire that's been spraying road salt on it and every other conceivable thing in bad weather and you know, how bad could this be? Well, you always find out cuz that bolt doesn't move. So we had to cut the bolt off. And we were in a rush, and that's my fault because we were rushing. We were very busy in the shop and and you know, clarity of mind and you know I probably should have changed my shoes but I was in a hurry I, I have these leather shoes I'll tend to wear when I'm using the torch because well you know when the spark fell out of the torch as it always seems to do and it found the top of my shoe that wasn't the problem when it melted through my shoe and into my sock and I was hopping around like Foghorn leghorn after he was trying to uh, you know get to the chickens and the cartoons yeah that was a problem um fortunately danny had a bucket of water and he dumped it on my foot put the fire out and um you know it's not every day you can hear a national nationally syndicated talk show host say they set their foot on fire and live to tell about it right and that was the moment of humility that was well that was part of the moment of cheap underwear creeping up on you and making you realize that you're just you know things happen but it just <laughs> what a dumb move what a knucklehead move And then I said, well, that'll never happen again. And, you know, we'll we'll just go back to being perfect because we're all perfect because we all think like that, right? We all want to get up every day and do the best we can do and be perfect. But then Friday came and it was simple. It was get a battery, put a battery in a 96 Mazda Miata. You know, 96 is a while ago. It's, you know, we're creeping up on 25 years. And the only place I can get a battery for this Miata is from Mazda. There's something really peculiar about it. They have two vent lines coming off of it. I don't know of any other manufacturer available to us, any vendor in the Northeast that has it. So we've we we we've been working on this car a very, very long time. And when we do it, we, we order a battery right out of Mazda. And this is no exception. We ordered a battery and it showed up and I put it in. And I don't like moving this car. You know, this is a really nice Mazda Miata. I mean, Jim has taken really good care of it. It's jet black. It's perfect. I I tend to park it at the far end of the parking lot every time it comes in. I just don't want anything to go near it. You know, I don't want a bird to fly over it. I don't want anything bad to happen to this car. And I put the battery in it right where it was parked. I had it parked at the far end. I didn't need much. I needed, you know, a 10-millimeter socket, a small ratchet. And uh, you know uh, that was it basically in a flashlight. It was because it's in the trunk. It's it's a little bit cockeyed to get to, but it's not the worst. So I changed the battery, walked away, and you know went in the, went in the shop. Wrote the bill. Bill was easy enough to write. Texted him, "Hey Jimmy, your car's done. Come get it. We're here till four. It's Friday. We want to go home." Jimmy showed right up. Fifteen twenty minutes later, paid the bill, walked out. I said, "You know what? Let me go grab it for you." I said, "I got at the far end of the lot and." Um, you know, let me bring it up to you and, and, and just give you a little service. He said, Oh great, thanks. You know, and I I jump in the car, click. Huh? Uh click? Wait a minute, there's a new battery. How can the new battery be dead? More importantly, why were you a knucklehead, Ron? Why didn't you go and try and start the car I never it never even dawned on me, right? You know, it's you get beat mentally in this business and, and, and that's just one of the things that goes wrong. And I, I talked to the boys at Mazda. I called Mazda up real quick, and I talked to my guys up there. And the issue is it's such a low turnover part. It's just such a low turn. You know, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a 96 Miata. How many of them are left? And I should know this by now because I've talked about it here on the show, and I've talked about it. You guys have heard me talk about it. Um, I think the last thing we couldn't get was uh, either a radiator or the AC condenser or both because parts are just running out for this car. There's just nothing out there. So and Jimmy was really good about it, and I, that's what I love him about him, that you know he, he understands what I'm dealing with. And he says, fine, Ryan, I'll pick it up Monday. So I put the battery on charge for the better part of 45 minutes, and you know, it started right up like I expected it to. And uh, you know what? We're going to find out Monday morning. Does this uh, does this Mazda, did the battery hold a charge? Is the battery uh, okay to release to the customer and let them drive their car and take it in good faith? Or Was it just a case that the battery ran down sitting on the shelf or the dealer didn't keep it charged up? I don't know. I'm going to find out. I tell you one thing: I'm never going to do again. I'm never going to use a torch without putting my leather shoes on, and I'm never going to I'm never going to put a battery in a vehicle without at least going to start it. Because uh, twice in one week makes me knucklehead of the week, and um, just the things that you do in auto repair that just, just <laughs> I'm telling you, life's like cheap underwear. You never know when it's going to creep up on you, and the elastic's going to hurt when it pinches. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. I'm running Annie in the car, doctor. Believe it or not, I'm totally capable of diagnosing your car and its problem. So come on back after the break, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it. I'll be back. Wait a minute. If, wait a minute. Yeah, wait. Wait. wait, wait, wait. What, what, go ahead.
2: You set your foot on fire. Yeah. You, know, Did you put it in your mouth to like make
4: it feel better afterwards. No, I, I didn't tell you that. Sp- I didn't tell you that story this week. Um, so <laughs> Tom, it was like I had to look like Foghorn Leghorn. You know, that's that's all I kept thinking about dancing around the shop as. Uh, as uh, Danny was trying to catch me and put my foot out, it. Um, you know, we might have that on camera somewhere because the shop has cameras in the shop, and you know, we have cameras all around the Ooh, shop. Blackmail
2: so. material. Yeah.
4: So the thing is, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to buy it from me to get it because I'm sure that wasn't pretty. But um, hey, you know what? Auto repair is dangerous. You can get hurt in the blink of an eye. Uh, one of the things I've always taught mechanics whenever I've hired them is never screw around in the shop. Never. Never take anything for granted. I've been in shops where, you know, somebody always gets hurt trying to snap towels, so to speak. You know how guys get in the locker room and they'll snap towels at each other. Somebody always gets hurt. That stupid moment when you think nothing will happen, something happens. There's a procedure in a shop. I forgot it this week and I paid the penalty. Um, So don't pay the penalty. Know what you're doing. And, uh, you know, always be on your toes. 855-560-9900. Let's pull over and take a pause. I'm Ron Ananian, the car doctor. We'll be back right after this.
7: So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Ravs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
2: What's more fun than listening to Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor and getting that car fixed right? 855-560-9900. Give Ron a call. Now, back to Ron.
4: And you know, Tom, I didn't even tell you about dinner at the diner on Thursday. That was probably the camper of the week. I was sitting there. Th- did, did you set the diner on fire? No, that was this was even worse. And this was, you know, the, the stress of the week. Um, and and this really wasn't even my fault. But it, this is the kind of week I had. Thursday night, I'm sitting at the diner having dinner with you know wife and some friends, and out of the blue, I get a charley horse in the back of my left leg and the thigh muscle, Tom took me right out of the chair the poor guy sitting next to us thought i was having a heart attack everybody came rushing over um i mean i was on the ground in two seconds flat it was just
2: oh my bet i've had and, those oh my oh.
4: and i just had i'm okay i had a charlie horse it's all good it's not a heart attack took three waiters they, they lifted me up they got me in a chair and couldn't get the meal for free, though. I was surprised. But, you know, not that I wanted to try. It was just an interesting... But uh, that's the kind of week I had. But uh, shout out to the guys over at the Suburban Diner in Paramus, New Jersey, as always. Um, the Adels take very good care of me. Let's go over to the phone. Let's go over to Jeremy in, in, down in D.C., 13 Silverado. Jeremy, let's me see. let see if you can make my week any easier, brother. What's going on with you down there?
8: Well, just a quickie... Um I'm doing this water pump, you know, actually, as we speak, on my Silverado. Right. and And um, I figured, what the hell, I'll do the uh, heater hoses, too, since they have 160,000, the plastic fittings and whatnot. Sure. And I got them off with a couple of those quick-release tools, which, I mean, is still no, like, absolute picnic, but right. they came off nonetheless. But, um, you know, now I'm noticing, and it could have been there before, like, where the two stems come through the firewall to the heater core... I mean, I do get some up and down movement on each of them, but it is equal. I mean, do you think I'm gonna have to get a new heater core here at some point? Or? No,
4: they they do they do tend to wiggle. As long as you weren't real violent I, trying to take the clips off, that you broke the core. But you'll know right away. Uh, you know.
8: Okay, I figure as yeah, much.
4: Y- you know, you'll you'll know I, right uh, away when you put it together. If when you start it up, you're getting some cooling inside the cab. I hate to say it like that. You'll know. Now, now who's think hoses? that'll
8: be the side, huh?
4: Yeah, it's, that'll be the warning. Whose hoses are you using? GM. Okay, yeah, that's the way to go. And, you know, the funny thing is, and I will tell you this, you can get those hoses in aftermarket providers, uh, Delco among them, and then you can go right to GM and buy the real GM hoses. I think the real GM hoses in this application are the way to go. And I also think... That you know, here's a vehicle nine going on ten years old, hundred sixty thousand miles, as you say. Those heater hoses on the right side, they run right over the exhaust manifold. They are they are heat soaked and and brittle and uh, you know I just think it gets to a stage where yeah, you change them at this point. And if you use the GM pieces, yeah, good pieces, call, man.
8: Because y- you know the plastic is actually just disco- You know what I mean? Like the plastic, yeah, you sure. can See where. There's a section of it's turned like dark brown, you know, where right. it's been heated and whatever.
4: Um, it's it's hey, heat. It's heat cycled, this... is is what it is. The term
8: exactly. Right, right. Hey, as far as this, where the uh, water pump meets the block here, I mean the fit, the connect, the where the gasket meets, where the actual rubber parts of the gasket meet the block. It looks pretty clean. Now there's some rust beyond it. Where you know the two the metal flanges overlap, but if that part where the rubber hits, it's good and clean. Am I in pretty good shape? You think? Yeah,
4: absolutely. What you could do is um, you don't want to use sandpaper. So let me preface it by saying that. Let me start there. Sandpaper's mm-hmm. a no-no. They make something. 3M, I believe, is the manufacturer, but others make it Scotch-Brite. Uh, we refer to them as Scotch-Brite pads. It's like it's like a Brillo yeah. pad for auto mechanics. And if you were to get a scotch bright pad, the purple one, I, I think there's varying degrees of, uh, you know, um, uh, roughness or coarseness. Harshness or whatever. Yeah, um, but we use the purple one in the shop, that reddish-purple one. It's more purple. Maybe purple brown's a better way to describe it. And we will scotch bright, gently scotch bright that mounting surface of the pump. And the rust is annoying, but the rust is there because the flange... Doesn't sit flush against the block and moisture creeps in with oxygen mm-hmm. because it's exposed to atmosphere and it'll 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 rust a little bit. But yeah, I would Scotch bright that and just get it nice and smooth and then maybe take a little low you know maybe some brake clean on a rag and gently or some solvent and just gently wipe it away. And you know the mm-hmm. other thing the other thing I've grown to do is I will take a thin smear, smear being you know whether you're a bagel or doing a water pump on a Silverado, you take a thin smear of yellow grease, lithium grease, and just, you know, rub it in the area where you're gonna put the gaskets to seal. And that allows the gasket to kind of walk, right? It'll allow the gasket to kinda, mm-hmm. you know, sit itself down. Sit down on a chair and kind of wiggle your butt and get comfortable in the in the cushions, right? It kinda of lets the gasket get comfortable in the in in the seat, so to speak, and it 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 will tend to seal better. And the thing about so lithium grease is it won't white
8: a- white lithium grease. Yeah, stuff.
4: white lithium. White lithium we've got I you know I I remember my first boss Billy and I'm going back. I was 16, and we were putting leaf springs. It must have been leaf springs on my mind after this week, and we were putting leaf springs in. I'm gonna say a Camaro. This is how far back we're going, and mm-hmm. you know we you know we I'm going to put the bolts in and the and the and the shackles and always you know put lithium grease. Why lithium grease, Billy? Because the lithium or the yellow grease, it hasn't changed. We called it lubriplate, l U B R I lubriplate mm-hmm. back in the day. The, the the lubriplate doesn't break down the rubber. It'll help keep the rubber intact and it doesn't attack it and it's always it'll always keep things, you know, moving and free. So I've always gotten in that habit. I've always used that anytime I come in contact with rubber as a permanent lubricant or protectant against the atmosphere or environment. Uh, Yellow grease, lithium grease just works great. Now I think it's white grease. I think they've kind of changed the wording and some people know it as white grease. But, you know. Yeah, the, I'm
8: looking at it right now like it's from Blaster, white lithium grease. Yep,
4: white lithium grease. Yep. I mean,
8: it's in the spray can. Mm-hmm. If I just put a little on my finger, do you think that'll do the job? Yeah, that's
4: all. You know, I don't know if I'd put it right on your finger. Maybe use
8: on plastics.
4: Yeah, maybe, maybe put it, maybe get a, you know, go get a paper towel out of the house, spray some on the paper towel, right. and then put it on. Don't put it right on your finger. You know, your skin is such a big organ that, you know, it's, it'll absorb into your skin, and over time, you know, I don't want anything to happen to you. Uh, you know just a, th- just a thin schmear all right but you're on your way you'll be fine and you know what you could also put all that right, you could also put that you know that that pb blaster lithium grease or that pb lithium grease put a you know give a spritz to the end of the heater hoses where they're going go to go onto the heater mm-hmm. fittings and it'll just click on it'll again you can kind of wiggle the hose and 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 seat it on the end of the nipple there and it'll make a nice positive seal you'd be surprised how much easier the hose goes on and clicks in place with a little bit of that lithium so
8: well, right. man, I appreciate it. I, I really do. I never would have thought in a million years putting lithium on there. Yeah. Thank you.
4: Works really well. So, all right, kiddo, you be well. Enjoy your vehicle, and uh, you know, happy motoring. I'll talk to you again, Jeremy. I appreciate your calls as thanks, always. Thanks, man. You're right. Be well. Um, yeah, a little dab of lithium will do it, right? Just, uh, just all those little things around the house and around the garage that you don't know what to do with. There's an example of what to do with it. And uh, till then, I'm running and Andy in and the car, Doctor. I'll be back right after this. Don't go away.
9: Places. First
10: gear on it's alright. Second gear on lean Honda, faster best third gear. Hang on tighter faster, faster, faster. It's all right. It's not a big motorcycle, just Welcome a big run that
4: guard. I have to be somebody. Down with the volume. There we go. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Tom and I are having a, i think we're having an internet slowdown problem today. Let's go over to Chris in Colorado. Return call 14 Explorer. Chris, where are we at with this vehicle? This was a crank no start last week, and I had you doing some mass airflow sensor tests. What'd you end up with?
5: Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, no change. I've okay. fed it, fed it propane, Clean the mass air meter. Um, yeah, check spark with a spark tester, and we've got nothing. I checked, see if we have injector pulse. I do have injector pulse. I listened to it with stuff Scope, like you said, and so I'm going to agree with you. It doesn't seem like a fuel issue, on right? I don't
4: think I don't think it is a fuel issue. So we've got spark. Well, and when we checked for spark. How?
5: Um, I had previously put a spark plug in there in the in the coil and checked it. And I this week I bought a. Plugged a spark tester, and it jumped, was adjustable, and took it out to forty thousand volts. So I it, had it a jumped that. angry blue spark. Yep. Okay, and jumped the gap.
4: Okay, yeah. and and this was was it, I, I'm trying to remember. Was this running and it died, or you, your wife had parked it and you went out and it didn't start yeah, one day?
5: So it, yep, it did. It was running and it. She ran errands with it. She went out, and started it, and it was running really badly. So she turned it off, went to restart it, and it wouldn't start. And it had when i got it i got it towed got it home it had no fuel pressure but it had volume so i put a new motorcraft pump in it it's still a crank no start
4: does this does it crank funny chris
5: no sir no it cranks cranks like it should start so it's
4: it's no, it's it's it's, a, like it's, it start. it's it's a it's a clean crank it doesn't sound like it's out of time
5: no no and i just oddly enough i just did the the Evil water pump on that thing, as you know, it's behind the timing set. Right. And I just replaced the timing set at 120,000 miles on it.
4: Okay. Can we? You have a scan tool,
5: Chris? Absolutely. Yeah, right. I've got a 906.
4: If you, that's right. And if you were to plug that in and crank it, I'm wondering you should see cranking RPM. Yep. I'm sure
5: sh- around I'm sh- 200. Okay. It's, yeah.
4: I was gonna say I'm sure yeah. you will.
5: Um, uh, yeah, I've already done it. Uh, I, it's 250 to 275 RPM, sir.
4: Yeah, we gotta verify we gotta verify mechanical timing. You've got everything else. Okay. Yep. We've, you've we've got everything else. I you know, if the mass airflow was bad, all right, mm-hmm. I you know, heck, feeding it fuels, it's gotta kick. The pig's gotta yeah, kick. And I, right? It's I fed
5: it I fed it propane over the week. I, right. I like I told you, I bought a propane enrichment tool and I, I held the button for thirty seconds and I held it up to a minute. Right, a, a couple of different times, and it it did nothing.
4: Right, yeah, so. no, it should it should it should kick. It sounds like. I mean, if you want, I don't think I don't know what this is. I don't know if this is going to tell you enough. And I'm I'm now I'm just I want to verify mechanical integrity. Yep. You could put a yep. vacuum gauge on that and crank it, but I've learned not to use mechanical vacuum or cranking vacuum on newer engines just because. I'm going to depend on that, and then I'm going to get into a weird scenario where I've got something with cam timing or turbo, and they're, you know, the, the engineers are going to play with mechanical timing of the cams during crank, and it's not going to be the same as when it's running. And you know, I've 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 learned not to look at that so much as as for what I'm trying to do. Um, you know, if this was a if this was a 2004 Explorer, different conversation. Um, the only other thing I'm just trying to think if there's anything else in my head. You know, you've eliminated you've eliminated everything. It's got spark. It's got oh, injector pulse. Yeah. You fed it fuel. Uh, you know, you see cranking RPM signal. If you want to see if your cranking RPM signal is accurate, unplug the crank sensor. All right. You know, let's try and break it just to just to verify your tests are accurate. If you want to do that much before you just you know you go through mechanical timing, you disable the crank sensor. You should lose spark, injector pulse, and and cranking RPM on the scan tool. That 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 validates those three tests as accurate, right? Right. And then then at that point, it's it's what's mechanical timing,
5: and right. How do we how do I check mechanical timing on that engine? Because I was talking to my buddy that's you know in older cars and myself, I don't know. On this, right, I'm used to push rod stuff, and I'm like, okay, so the, the, the balancer is not, it's, right. it's not keyed, so how do we do mechanical timing? Well, we you're going to have, so you're, you're yeah,
4: you either, yeah, you either got to look at a valve cover and, you know, for number one and look where are the valves and then bring the piston around and, and look to see, you know, when the piston's up top or both valves closed, but you're going to have to find marks somewhere, but you know where those are. Those are down I in the, know exactly
11: where those are, those are, those are yeah.
4: down in the belly of the beast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, just to verify that, I mean, the only other possibility we've got here is, is the catalytic converter clogged.
5: No, it doesn't have an exhaust on it. Okay. (laughs) You you pulled the exhaust. Yeah, the exhaust exhaust is off because you had, I had to drop it to do the, do the fuel pump. Right. And I haven't put it back because it wouldn't start.
4: Right. So so I I, okay. I I think you're into something mechanical here brother. I really do.
5: Yeah, I was I was afraid of that. Yeah, yeah I was Uh-oh. I was thinking that I was going to do it. I was going to do a compression test on it cuz I was like, "Okay, does it have compression?" Uh,
4: so
5: y- you could That's where I was at with it.
4: I mean, you could do a cranking compression test. I'm not sure what you're going to see. Um, right. you know, if the chain jumped 6 teeth it, it it likely won't start and still sound the same. I mean, you could try it. What the heck? You got nothing to lose. Well, uh, exactly. As, as listen, as long as as long as your your wife's not sitting there saying, "I told you not to do the timing chain," you know.
5: No, uh, no, oh no, yeah. no no. And it's no, we we were already looking at replacement. We weren't happy with it. Yeah. And we were looking at replacement. And I had knee replacement surgery because of a work accident, and so we actually she's driving a brand new 2020 to Hyundai Palisade. And so now it's a matter of getting it fixed so we can sell it. Right. So.
4: Um, what do you think of that timing chain? Isn't that where you'd put a water pump? Isn't that a great design?
5: Oh, yeah. That's a terrific place. Yeah. Coming, yeah. you know, coming from push rod engines, like I said, you know, on a small block Ford or even on my 06. Yeah. Duramax, I can change it in a couple hours, and right. yeah, that's a that's a real treat. Yeah, you wonder
4: what they yeah, were the engineer,
5: thinking. The engineer that put that in there ought to be kicked right in the teeth, and yeah. maybe even a little bit lower.
4: See, I really so. think that the engineers design this stuff in the morning, and then they think mm-hmm. about it, and they say, "Let me go to lunch and think about it." They go to lunch, they have a couple of drinks, they come back. Sure, why not? Who cares? And then I think yeah. I think all yeah. these decisions get made in the afternoon at three o'clock at the three o'clock meeting because it, it's it's illogical. Yeah. Uh, you know that no, job retails. Sense. I don't know what it's like in Colorado, but I can tell you in New Jersey, that job retails mm-hmm. all day long. Thirty five hundred dollars to do a water
5: pump. Oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, uh, I can I can see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it was one of those. I was in there and I was like, well, I might as well replace the timing set while I'm here. You know, it seemed like it was in good shape. But yep. It was like, man, for the extra money.
4: Yep. So yep yep yep. I mean. I'm sure. Well, I'll say it like this. So I was talking to I was talking to Chris, one of the techs at Opus IVS at their tech uh, line this week about a Ford we were working on and I needed some more information. And Chris started telling me the story about his, I think it's an 09 Lincoln with the same setup mm-hmm. timing chain and water pump. And here's here's a sad mm-hmm. truth. He can't even get a timing chain for it. Nobody, wow. you know, they're 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 back ordered from Ford. And he doesn't want he doesn't well, want to use anything else, and I don't blame him because right. uh, I don't want to do that job yeah. twice. And no, e- no. e- you know, it's the complexity. They took something that was so simple, and you know, <laughs> for whatever reason, just made it a whole lot more complicated. So yeah. um,
5: uh, I, I will say, if you talk to him again, I the Chloe's timing set looks identical for its parts. Um, okay, I ordered it from from a big online parts house. And it looks identical, and that's my my neighbor recommended them. They offer a whole set, you know. It's right. got the tensioner, it's got the guides, it's got everybody. You know the and nice they, they
4: the, the the nice thing about Cloy's is you can go to their website because you make excellent mm, points. Mm. Is you can go to their website and they've got some really great instructional videos on installation and uh, yep, you know, ha- yeah. how to do. Um, so yeah, Cloy's yep. is definitely good stuff. Yep. A name a name that's been around yep. a good long time,
5: Chris. You're gonna get to yeah. this car this week. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to look at it, Ron. I, yeah, you know, right. that's the last thing I want to do is tear that stinking timing cover off for that front cover again and look at it. But yeah, yeah I'll I, definitely check it out. And I, 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 can't it. I, can I can't think of it. I can't think
4: of anything else. I think you're into mechanical timing unless, you know, if you were, if, <sighs> if, if you were scope, if you were scope capable, I could tell you to go in and do cam crank sync with a scope, but yeah, I, I don't know that you would see it during crank, uh, right. a- accurate enough. You probably would. Yeah. Um, and I,
5: I I do I do wonder about cam crank because I I checked the live data the other day after we talked. I was actually listening to myself on the podcast and I noticed that one of the cams, the intake cam on bank two wasn't showing where it shows fault and then yes as it sinks, it it's not coming up yes. so I pulled the intake off of bank one. I took it completely out of the cylinder head. And it still showed that it was sinking. And I'm like, Well, that's not possible. It's right. completely out of the system. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like something weird's going yeah, on. Yeah, it sounds uh, like
4: you got a you got a timing issue. It it just it just sounds yeah. that way. And you know, yeah. the fact that it was running rough when it died, I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's the clue. So Okay. Let us know yeah. when you know, Chris. All right, All right brother. Alrighty. Alrighty. You'll you be you. well. Appreciate it. Uh anytime. 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 You know, you'll know when you know. Boy. That kind of stinks, so not a job you want to go and do twice. Ron and Amy in The Car Doctor. I'm back right after this. 855-560-9900. Don't go away.
6: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.
4: Welcome back. We're on the, end of the car doctor. Let's get over to Kurt in Wisconsin. Twenty-one Camry. Some questions. Kurt, welcome to the car doctor. How can I help?
11: Well, I uh, got about well, there's about fifteen thousand miles on it, and uh, all of a sudden, I hear this sounds like a knock underneath the oil cap. I took it to Goodyear, and he said, "Take that thing in; it's still under warranty." Okay. I Took it to Toyota. It's the left side of the motor. I know there's that electric. Velved, uh, electric motor that does the uh, valve timing, but I don't think that's it. And he said to me that they had two cars out in the garage doing the same thing.
9: Okay.
4: And what did they do to fix it? Or are they fixing it? Or are they taking it apart? Or what are they doing? No.
11: No, nothing wrong.
4: Well, there is, and I just want to make this clear, that particular model Toyota has two injectors per cylinder, the V6? Mm-hmm. No v four v four yeah. four cylinder okay yeah it should I have four cylinders I, I I believe that has two injectors per cylinder gasoline direct injection vehicle, and there's a high pressure and a, and a low pressure injector and I believe you know there is a complaint among the Toyota owners that they hear this ticking or tapping noise uh, as a result of that high pressure injector now you're sure that's not what you're hearing is that what is that what Toyota's referencing Well, they're
11: not saying there's anything wrong with it.
4: Right, they're saying it's normal. Making
11: that, it's normal, and it's it's you know I got fifteen thousand miles on it. I'm considering that brand new almost. Right. And uh, and uh, I heard it, and I'm like going, wow! I started it up, and all of a sudden I heard, I heard this. You know, I took it to the Goodyear guy, and he goes, hey, that sounds like it's deeper. He says, uh, and I said, that's what I'm hearing too. And I took it, and he goes, take it in. It's still under warranty.
4: Well right I I I I understand that what I'm what I'm but what I'm right. saying is I'm just trying to establish is it a normal sound listen I'm not disparaging the the Goodyear guy just that if he's not aware that this is a common issue with those engines you know I wasn't aware of it until about 10 months ago when I first ran into it but this is a common sound common noise that these vehicles have uh, as a result right. of the two injector system setup that's on there and it will it, it'll scare you it's, it's, it's a loud tick under the under the valve cover area uh, that you wonder right. what the heck's going on. But, you know, ask the Toyota guys. They should be able to answer that if they want to. You know, they should have somebody intelligent that can explain it. But it, it sounds like, listen, it's one of two things. It's either the engine's got a knock in it, a legitimate noise, or it's, it's what I believe is probably going to be uh, just normal sound because of the high-pressure injector. But they should have an explanation for that so that the customer doesn't right. worry. So, Right.
11: It, is know. there a fix for it then by replacing the injector? Nope. Or is it the...
4: Nope, normal sound.
11: Wow. It had five Toyotas that never had to make sound out of the motor yep. with 150,000 miles on well, it.
4: Well, because you had five Toyotas it didn't have GDI with this particular setup in it. That's the issue. This is something right. new. You know, yeah, the, the solution, is the the, the the fix for it is... Wait till next year and buy a twenty two Toyota, and by then they'll probably have it figured out. Um, you know, will oh, they yeah. make will they make a retrofit kit available that that solves it on the older ones? Maybe, right. um, you know, maybe. But I, 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 you know, listen. First thing I want you to do Monday is I want you to establish is this a normal sound, and will they tell you that in writing? Because when it comes apart in five thousand miles, I want you to hold up your piece of paper and go, look what I got. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, you know, I think that's a reasonable request. But if they tell you no, it's it's not a normal sound. Okay, then fix it. Right. Right. Easy peasy. Well. Oh.
11: Right. I, I I heard something about the uh, condenser pack or condenser or uh, what was it called? It was something about. I knew it had something to do with the injector. Right. But they also said some type of. Uh, I want to say condenser or uh, what do you call it? EGR? Oh, I can't think. Yeah. 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 Well, it wasn't an EGR. It was, the thing It is when I listened to it and the guy from Goodyear listened to it, right. it was underneath the. Ve- it was not really. It didn't sound like it was on top of the motor.
4: I'll tell you so, what, like, Kurt. It was deeper in. Kurt, I'll tell you what. You got to give me a shout back next week. I'm running out of time, but you do that, and then we can kind of go from there. Uh, you know, we can talk about it in depth. I'm running Amy and the car doctor. We're back right after this.
6: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury
4: Welcome back. So let's recap the hour. Let's think about some of the calls we had this hour. You know, some of the stuff was simple. Jeremy in Washington doing his water pump, and I know Jeremy's listening. And keep on trucking, brother. You'll finish it this afternoon, and it'll work really well. You're doing a great job. And for Chris in Colorado, I think Chris in Colorado is the call that stands out in my mind, right? You know, he he did this, and it is a tough job doing a timing belt or timing chain and a water pump setup on that Ford Explorer. It is a it is a bad design. It's 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 difficult to do in the vehicle. It's even more work if you pull the engine out. They, you know we have we have done it where we will lift the body and put the cradle on the ground on certain years Explorers, especially if it's a turbocharged version, it just gets to be a nightmare. But look at the involvement and the precision necessary to do the job so you don't have to go back and revisit it Um, even though I don't expect it I I expect Chris to have a timing chain issue it's not something I wish upon him or anybody doing that you want to just do it once and walk away it's it just gets to be a pain in the neck so uh, they're complicated You know, what you thought was simple because your dad told you 25 years ago doesn't apply anymore. What I tell you today may not apply tomorrow. The car is evolving, but you got to still follow the same procedure, step 1 through 10, in order to get it done right. Till the next time, I'm Ron Ananian, The Car Doctor, reminding each and every one of you, good mechanics aren't expensive, they're priceless. See ya.
2: Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the Automotive Parts Finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then shop with confidence using Amazon's Part Finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com